Hello, hello, folks. Stephen Lucky here with Garopia Gardens and our Growing Our Future podcast, where we talk with professionals in the health, educational, and environmental fields about all things related to sustainability and healthy lifestyles. So today we have Community First Health Plans, and I have Victoria and Brennan with us. Hello, Victoria and Brennan. Hi. Hi there. We are so happy to have y'all join us and talk a little bit about Community First Health Plans and all the great work y'all do in the community. So let's just get started. Tell me a little bit about Community First and the work that y'all do and how y'all got here. Definitely. So Community First Health Plans was actually established in 1995 by University Health with the goal of really beginning to provide healthcare coverage to Bear County and the surrounding seven counties. So we actually have a service area of Atascosa County, Bandera County, Bear County, Comal County, Guadalupe County, Kendall County, Medina County, and Wilson County. It's not just San Antonio that we service, it's also those surrounding counties. Our goal as the only locally owned nonprofit health plan here in San Antonio is to really help all of our citizens and residents here to live a healthier lifestyle and make sure that they have access to the health insurance that they need. Okay, so you're going to have to break it down for me a little bit more because I am oblivious. I'm oblivious. So you provide healthcare mm-hmm. opportunities. And if I want to uh, have a healthcare plan, break it down a little bit more for sure. me. I know nothing about health insurance and health Right. Plans. So uh, if you want to, there, there's many different avenues, um, you know, Medicaid and CHIP are uh, through the state. And so that's something you would apply. Um, you would head to yourtexasbenefits.com. And we're just one of the options that you can pick. We're one of four options available here in Bear County. And as Victoria said, we're the only locally owned and uh, only nonprofit option. Um, and so uh, if you're approved with Medicaid or CHIP with the state, um, we're just one of the ones that you can pick. And then also um, we have our Medicare Advantage Alamo plan that was added. And um, that is through uh, Medicare.gov. And it is a Part C plan. So uh, if you have Part A and B, you can add on Part C at no charge. And uh, we just allow expanded coverage. And then we also have, yes, as I said, a marketplace plan, HIE. Um, you can go to healthcare.gov. And um, we're also just one of the ones on there, along with all the other ones that are listed in the marketplace. And just to add to that really quick, Medicare open enrollment is coming up this fall. So keep an eye out on our social media, on our websites, um, as well as all the government websites. So if you're interested in Medicare, which usually you have to be 65 and older to apply, but there are some other ways to apply and get accepted. So you can just keep an eye out for that. It's coming up quick. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So there's Medicare and Medicaid. And so Medicare is for seniors, for the most part. And then Medicaid is for lower socioeconomics? Yes, yes. And that's all income-based. And that is when you apply, you know, they they assess your income level and either Medicaid or CHIP, whatever you're placed with, it is all income-based. Okay. And what's CHIP? Children's Health Insurance Plan. And that is a, um, it it still provides some partial coverage for those who uh, may not 
qualify for Medicaid, but it just some expanded coverage for more people. Okay, okay. And then you have your marketplace, HIE, is that what you said? Yes, yes. Um, the Health Insurance Exchange. And as I said, that's at marketplace.gov and that anyone can go look. And that one is for at charge. And it was just one of the ones that you can uh, sign up for. So I know there's like health insurance and there's like eye and there's dental. And Do you all cover all of that? Is there just health? What types of insurances am I able to get through the marketplace? Um, it is just health insurance. Yes, we don't uh, cover dental. So it is just pure, um, just health insurance. And then there's a network of physicians in the region that I'm able to access? That's correct, yes. Okay. Well, I had health insurance in college, right? So when you go to college, you can use your university's plan or whatever. But I really didn't use it that much. And then so when I graduated, probably from like at least 2014 to 2019, I didn't have health insurance at all. And then I got an internship in uh, Canada. And so in order to go through this work transfer program, you had to have insurance to get into Canada. "Ah, Okay, I guess I'll do it. So I went to, I guess, the marketplace that you're talking about, and I tried to find the cheapest one that I could. But overall, it's actually not that cheap. I'm paying like, of course, prices have gone up, but I think I'm paying like 100 or so for my insurance monthly. And then I'm paying 50 a month for my dental, right? So about 150 a month. Um, and I didn't use it at all. And when I went into Canada, they didn't even check for it. Like, I was <laughs> like, why did I even get this? So, but that, so that was 2019, 2020, 2021. So three years, close to like, I don't know, $2,000. But I finally did need to go and use my dental, um, but when I got there, I found out it's not even dental insurance. It's a dental <laughs> discount plan. Oh no. But you don't know, you don't know until you know. So, uh, you know, these are all things I think as young adults that as you be, you get older and you have to utilize these services, mm-hmm. um, it's important to, to have that education, uh, about it. Yes, um, so, that happens. Um, sorry, that happens to a lot of young mothers. You may just have graduated high school or college, um, and you're in the same situation. So many people find themselves in that situation. What is insurance? How does it work? And let's say you're pregnant now, and now you have a baby. Well, now you need health insurance. So you can maybe get by when you're young and not need it. I had my health insurance through my parents for the longest time, and I never used it. But now you have a baby coming, and so you have to go to your doctor's visit. Um, You need all that help. And so we really try to break it down and provide flyers, pamphlets, informational sessions as much as we can to help you understand what is health insurance, what do you get with it, what are the benefits, so that way you can make the best decision possible for you and whatever situation you might find yourself in. Yes, education is key, education and access. But let's switch gears a little bit. Gardopia. Y'all are supporting Gardopia. We set up a, uh, a food pantry. We're doing farmers markets. Tell us a little bit about the food pantry program um, and other things like Gardopia that align with your mission. Definitely. So our partnership with you has really been super in alignment with what our goals are. So I know Gardopia's mission. I mean, when I first talked to you, I want to say it's over a year ago now, I think Mm -hmm. you were telling us about your mission and how it really is more than just gardening. It really is more than just having a 
garden that's open to the community. It's about empowering and educating our community on what it is to live a healthy lifestyle. And so that's really in alignment with us and our program because it is more than just having health insurance. It's also about living a healthy lifestyle, understanding what that means. So not only you, but maybe your senior mother or your baby can also live healthy lifestyles and fully understand what it means to be healthy. And as you've mentioned before, San Antonio and especially the surrounding counties, we do have high rates of unhealthy things like obesity, diabetes, the list goes on and on, cardiovascular disease. And so with you all educating about healthier meals, plant-based diets, and how important that is, and us also expanding on that, I really think that we have the perfect partnership. And so for those of you that don't know, Stephen and Gardopia are our second food pantry location. And I believe it was in July or August of 2021 that we had that installation. And so our food pantry programs are really something that every everybody in the community can get involved in. So whether you're a host organization like Gardopia Gardens that allows us to place these food pantries on their premises, or you're a volunteer who goes out of your way or just on your drive home stops and fills it up with diapers, food, first aid kits, or if you're in need of the items, you can come and take, or the fourth way that you can become involved is just to be an advocate, spread the word, tell people about it. Even if you can't deliver food or you don't need to take food, just spreading the word and making the community aware of all these food pantries that we have available now is extremely important. And we've seen so much use and so much growth out of these food pantries. I believe the Gardopia pantry is at over a thousand door opens. Um, we have a door counter that counts. So it's pretty amazing how many people are utilizing these food pantries um, and how, how much we're helping the community together. You know, y'all brought the food pantry concept to us. It was perfectly situated for us to enter into that arena because Gardopia is open on Saturday mornings. People can come and volunteer, harvest produce. And then throughout the week, you know, we're in and out. And anytime we are at Gardopia and the gates are open, people are walking it. So you can see that there's a need there. But uh, not everybody's just going to go harvest some kale, right, and walk down the street with it. And so having non-perishable items, toiletries uh, that are available, grab and go, very visible on a very high commercial corridor is definitely helping address the problem, right? How many are y'all at currently? I know y'all had a goal of 20. Yes, we are at 15 currently. Um, we have another installation this Friday and another installation next Tuesday. We have actually partnered with Harlandale ISD to place another 15 pantries or 14 pantries, excuse me, um, at their schools. And then we've also had a lot of interest from that. And so we are on track to have 50 pantries in San Antonio and the surrounding counties by the end of the year. Oh, y'all more than doubled the goal. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> I am familiar with Harlandale on the South Side. And so, you know, when we look at these maps and we see where the health inequities exist, that is one of those pockets that is underserved in multiple ways. I'm looking at y'all's website. You know, I'm looking at your philanthropic efforts. So education, uh, food insecurity and disaster relief, health and wellness, diversity and inclusiveness. You know, those are great things to support. And again, you know, sometimes people think, oh, it's an insurance company. All they're doing is selling insurance. But clearly, y'all are doing more than that. 
Right. Yes. Since we are a nonprofit, all of the dollars that you know we receive get funneled right back into the community and helping us serve the community the best way we can. And so we really are what our name is. We really do put our community first. And while, yes, we are providing a health plan, we know how important it is to, like I said prior, to make sure that all of our community members understand how to live a healthier lifestyle and spread that with their family members, cousins, extended family, because that's how we become a healthier community overall. Yeah, I know that there's this big debate about universal health care. Everybody needs health care. I know that the Affordable Health Care Act you know, sort of helped with that. Um, and hopefully we can continue moving in that direction. I do want to really quickly just highlight some of the health disparities that we're experiencing here in San Antonio. I was mentioning to you all a little earlier, there's the Bear County Health Collaborative, and they come out with a report every few years. The last report was in 2019, and this data is from 2011 through 2017. But you can see that life expectancy and our health outcomes. So this is the life expectancy at birth years uh, by census tract 2015 to 2017. And from 69 all the way up to 88. And it's just like a checkerboard, right? Like there's just so much uh, differences from one zip code to the other. For your clientele, what do you see? What do you hear from them in regards to their community and the how health is being impacted. Our outreach team can speak to this. They go to 20 to 30 events every month around San Antonio. And we do specifically target these areas where education is not as prevalent. They don't fully have the resources that they need to fully understand and feel empowered to make these decisions about, like you mentioned, health insurance at a young age. Nobody really talks about it. You just kind of get thrown into it. One day you need dental insurance and then you find out <laughs> how it all works. Mm -hmm. And so our goal as a health plan is to really target each individual person and really help educate them and empower them. So we do that with our outreach team going to 20 to 30 events a month, which is insane. We do that through social media. We do that through brochures. We do that through flyers. And then we also do that through our food pantries. Even though there's not somebody standing there educating, you can't fully learn and understand if you haven't had a meal this morning. So food as one of the social determinants of health is really important. And so I think that's why our food pantries are not only doing so well, but are really making a big impact. I'm not sure if I covered it all, Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> the number one thing I hear speaking to people out at events is I don't have insurance. I don't think I will qualify. Really, they don't know how to even try. And so, you know, we have our guides that we try to give out and we try to, yes, empower people and make sure they understand they're informed of that they can apply. They should at least give it a shot, see if they can qualify and get some health coverage and really try to take preventative health measures to, yes, increase all of these um, life expectancy to make our whole community a healthier place. Wow. 20 to 30 events a month. That's like almost every day. That's it's tough. very busy. There's a team of six of us, so we're not all, not okay. all me. It is very busy. We're all out there. Yeah, pretty much three or four times a week. Amazing, amazing. I, I know that the outreach is 
critical to spreading the word, right? Of course, there's right. social media and there's TV and there's all these things, but word of mouth and, and person to person is sometimes the best way. And Victoria, you hit on the social determinants of health. There are a few things that affect that policymaking, social factors, health services, individual behavior, biology, and genetics. So if we go down to health services, lack of availability, high cost, mm -hmm. lack of insurance coverage, yeah. limited language access. These barriers to accessing health services lead to unmet health needs, delays in receiving appropriate care, inability to get preventative services, hospitalizations that could be prevented. And so that's what we really try to push is, is prevention. You get down to individual behavior, diet, physical activity, of course, alcohol, cigarette, and other drug use, hand washing. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> We've learned that a lot over the past couple of years. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. If people are more interested in learning, this is healthypeople.gov. There's also the CDC. And one thing I just wanted to bring up is heart disease is the leading cause of death in the United States. The term heart disease refers to several types of heart conditions. Uh, if we go a little deeper in learning about heart disease, the different types of symptoms, risk factors, diabetes, overweight and obesity, unhealthy diet, physical inactivity, excessive alcohol use. You know, four out of five of those right there, but all of them, all of these are what are slightly preventable unless you have a genetic or biological uh, disorder. So gardening and getting outside, eating healthy, having access to these things, you know, can really uh, decrease the leading factor of death in the United States. Tell us, how can people get involved with Community First? Are there any upcoming events that y'all have? Website, social media, just how can people connect in? Number one, for me always, is the food pantries. And like I mentioned before, there's four ways to be involved. Anybody can get involved, whether you're hosting like you are or delivering donations on your way home from work or on your way to work. Majority of them are open 24-7. So even if you work an overnight shift, I know we have so many medical professionals and other professionals that work overnight. These food pantries are accessible 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or if you're utilizing the pantries or just being an advocate. So that's the first and easiest way, in my opinion, to get involved with Community First. Second, social media. We are active on all of our social media accounts. Facebook is my personal favorite. We also have Instagram and Twitter. And so you can find us on social media. You can find us on TV or here on this podcast. And then you can also find us at events. And I'll let Brennan talk a little bit more about the events that we're at. Sure. We are at pretty much any resource fair, any health fair in town that you can find. I'm going to one later today at Poe Middle School. And uh, we have a couple this weekend. I know CPS Energy is doing some community fairs that will be at a couple of those over the next couple of weeks. And we're out there, like I said, just educating people. If anyone has any questions, we have our guides that are really helpful for people to understand what they need to do to receive coverage and then what we can offer them. And we also have goodies giveaways if y'all if, <laughs> um, if in, you know interested in that. So we're always looking for more events all the time. That is our number one. We just wanna be out as much as possible. If anyone is having an event out there, feel free to uh, shoot us an email and uh, or just let us know come out to see us and uh, we would love to be there and lastly we have our garden event coming up in june for juneteenth i believe it's june 18th that we're going to celebrate um, so you can find us there as well and then you can get two birds in one stone you can talk to steven and you can talk to us heck yeah i'm, I'm super excited 
hard to believe. It's already May 21st coming in the next few <laughs> days. But uh, as you said, we also have one in June for anybody who's hearing this podcast a little bit later. And I'm sure in the future, I want to uh, show y'all's website real quick. Uh, y'all have this campaign right now. Proud to be local. I've been seeing this in my social media feeds quite a bit. And then you were saying uh, the food pantries. So I just want so people can see sort of where those are. 24-7 access, like you said, freestanding, weatherproof for me. They were very well engineered. No cost, registration. And you got this little map right here. If people are interested, I think I see Gardopias right there. Yes. All right. <laughs> so you can always find the pantries that way. And if anybody's listening and you're in San Antonio, please do uh, support these food pantries. Because as soon as they get filled, they get emptied like almost immediately that, that same night. I can't tell you how many times I've put food in there and then somebody just walks up, takes it, walks up, takes it, walks up, take it the next morning, you know, empty. So it's a, a continual thing um, that I know it's not just Gardopia. I'm sure all of these locations uh, can also use that support. And then like you said, y'all have y'all's news and events. I saw y'all have some kids Zumba uh, coming up. Uh, yes. looks like today. It's fun. And we, we're going to have Zumba uh, at Gardopia. Is this is this online? Yep, it's online. Okay, yes. awesome. I guess they can just contact you, right? If, if they have any questions. So, Would they contact the corporate or community office? Either one? Either one. Um, or just so I can say it here on this podcast, you can email info, I-N-F-O, at cfhp.com. And we see those emails and we can direct you to whoever you need to be directed to for whatever question you have. We're super excited about the pantries. So like Stephen said, please help, please donate. You can adopt a pantry and commit yourself to donating once a week, once a month. Anything helps. Perfect, perfect. Well, again, thank you all for all the work that you do in the community for keeping people healthy and connecting them to healthcare because we know those services are critical to our quality of life as humans, right? Whether you're young or old, it's always needed. So hopefully we will see y'all in the future. Thank you for our listeners for growing our future podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode. Adios. Cause you need some milk. Living your road with some big dreams. About to make it big on the big screen. Don't pay attention to that TV. So fake food ain't what you need. Come on the house, let us chop it up. That's been telling me it's made it popular. The youth that are drooping, no stopping us. The youth that are drooping, no stopping us. But the health, well, social change. My fruits and veggies be off the chain. Want real food for real people? Gonna break your bread. Cafe, room money, real money, that's all I need. Get the green, black clean. Wanna make a hundred meals, we done cooked a hundred meals. Cause my people gotta eat. My people gotta eat. ASC got produce. ASC about to go cool, we gon'.